Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them, episode 64. We are gathered here today. It's <sighs> like, what talk- are we talking about today, Jesse? Something we said we weren't going to talk about. I mean, we got a short little break. We got two episodes. I think one of those episodes we did mention this topic. Uh, Colleen Ballinger is what we're do, talking about. Do I hear what? Choo-choo. No, oh my god, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> All aboard. God, hop on board the toxic gossip no, train. No, I thought we were done. Toxic gossip train. Honestly, it's like this saga that just continues and continues. And we had said like, unless something big happens in regards to Colleen as a whole, this isn't necessarily even about just Colleen, obviously. It's like a, a bigger story. It's honestly more about Adam. And Vanity yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, definitely they're the main character here. I have to say, whoever's writing this season of YouTube, they're fucked you're up. unhinged. Yeah, I was about to say, they need help. Honestly, again, I was over it. I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not talking about Colleen for a while. But again, the situation arises where it's something that is important to talk about because there are so many it's like insane. side stories surrounding this bigger story of Colleen that are just absolutely fucking ridiculous. And in support of Adam, obviously, which we are on the show, we just want to bring to light the absolute atrocity that was a Vanity Fair article that came out about him. Which is one of Colleen's lawyers. Oh God, what's, let me look up him. Do you mean the one that's Prince Andrew's lawyer and yes, all of yes, the yes, like- Yes, that's uh, why I was going to get his uh, name. What's his name? Brian Singer's lawyer. Like literally all of the- Brian Singer's lawyer? Really? Yeah. That's what Ethan Klein says. I don't know. Andrew Brettler. And he has represented clients such as convicted rapist Danny Masterson, yep. disgraced royal prince, Prince Andrew, controversial actor Army Hammer, the cannibal. <gasps> well, he has a wide variety of clients. We'll give him that. But clearly he's like a damage control Yeah, person. Ethan Klein was saying like almost like he was making a joke about it. Okay, this is an alleged joke. Um, but he was saying like bringing him on as your lawyer is like almost just an admission of guilt. Like <laughs> It's that bad. Honest. Well, I mean, if not that, there's a few things in this article that it's like that's the move they made that's the choice that they approved this i wish so badly i knew someone that worked in like worked somewhere like vanity fair so we could get more of an idea of how these things work but it's blatantly obvious that either colleen knows someone there but i don't even think it's i mean she does i'm sure because she's done stuff with them before but um further than that it's like they she had to have paid someone the amount of incorrect things in this article or like they mention something and then they don't really address it afterwards. Their key thing, this is their go-to move, is they'll mention two things and then they only address one of them. Hmm. But it's like one thing is true, one thing isn't, and they only address the untrue one and then they move on. I have to admit, I I haven't seen like Adam's videos on this. I'm a little bit, out of, I've been editing, okay? It's not that I didn't want to, I've been editing this podcast. But um, there is like a lot surrounding it and it's not just like, oh, okay, so an author got something wrong in an article so what i personally understand how absolutely frustrating and how enraging it is when an author purposefully is so obtuse <laughs> in a situation that's as the thing it, it's not that he was like oh he did poor research it's like no he this is intentionally written to make it seem a certain way right off the bat journalists are supposed to reach out to all sides and i know like for example we had johnny on <laughs> to interview and then um joshua reached out because because he was very upset that, I guess he even mentioned in tweets that he was upset that we didn't ask for comment because all other news outlets did. And we were like, sir, we're not a news outlet. Do you think we're really? But Vanity Fair, they are journalists that work there. So they have a certain standard, which includes reaching out to all sides usually. Especially victims. Especially in cases of abuse. For example, like Huffington Post didn't reach out to Colleen, but they reached out to every other victim that has come forward and had them quoted in it. Rolling Stone also, I'm pretty sure that they got statements from everyone. I think maybe Colleen's people did. I think Joshua commented on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they include everyone to get the whole picture. So it's not biased. Then there's Vanity Fair. (laughs) Vanity Fair does not consult anyone. It's literally just Colleen's lawyers. And this author, his name's Andrew Quintana. 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 (laughs) Yeah. How's my accent? (laughs) It was okay. Quintana. (laughs) So apparently I've heard a few things about him. One being on Adam's stream, he found out live that after this article goes up, 
I'm like, sorry, I'm jumping ahead, but... Adam, if you guys have been following along, you know who Adam is, but Adam McIntyre is a fellow YouTuber, and he was one of the main victims of Colleen's abuse, really, and manipulation, and he was also, unfortunately, one of the youngest ones who was sent things like Trisha Paytas's nudes, and like, just very, very inappropriate interactions with Colleen. So that's who we're talking about here, and that's who Vanity Fair really fucked over with this article. It's a hit piece on Adam. It doesn't even mention the other victims, it's just Adam. Can you imagine going that route, knowing all the information that's out there? That's what is blowing my mind. And that's why I'm bringing up the author first so we can get a little background yeah. because the whole situation is so sus and I just need to know what happened. So Andrew Quintana <laughs> writes on, well, <laughs> Ironically, his Instagram handle is Andrew Quintana writes, and he posts like promo about this article on his personal Instagram. And he does a grid post where he captions it, misinformation online is rampant. Only believe in trusted, reliable sources. I've been reporting on this topic for the last week. Sir, First of all, it's been going on over a month. Yeah, I was about to say, we're more reliable than you then because we've been doing it since. Literally, I was like, that doesn't give me very much confidence. Like, what do you, okay, only a week? Awesome. <laughs> so then it says, link in bio, and then he hashtags Miranda Sings, hashtag Colleen Ballinger, at Adam McIntyre. So in the hit piece that he wrote about Adam McIntyre, he doesn't even tag Colleen in his post promoting it. He tags Adam. But then... Imagine Adam's surprise when he reaches out to him. I, th I don't know if he DM'd him or anything, but on Instagram, he doesn't have a Twitter, so he couldn't there, but reached out to Vanity Fair to say he wants to provide a comment because no one ever reached out. Only for this fucking guy to block him <gasps> on Instagram. Oh, I didn't know that. What? world are we living in that you didn't ask for a comment you wrote this horrible article and then he reaches out to give you a comment and you block him oh my god and adam finds out on stream and he's literally like he goes to pull up the guy's instagram and it says profile is not available and he's like oh my god did he delete his instagram like really no he didn't people checked i went and checked as i was watching the stream i was like no it's still there it's private but it's there and for Adam, no. So that's a move. the uh, <laughs> context around this. Yeah, really, like that's a choice. Adam even said that he's like in a group chat with other um, journalists that he's met over the years that have like, I mean, he's really good friends with Kat Tenbarge who used to work for Insider. They were all like, oh my God, no. Like we would not, like this is not something you would do. Not only did he not get comments from anyone, but then he describes things just like there's, Plenty of videos out there to prove it. Like, for example, there's something in there even about, um, we'll start reading through it in a second. But there's something about like her giving Adam the lingerie, which is like one of the catalysts that started this entire thing. And Adam has the clip of her on her live stream being like, Adam, do you want the bra and panties? Like it's her asking him. And then in this article, it's like, Adam begged her for them. And I'm like, there's, what? It's not like, oh, we didn't interview him, so we didn't get his take. It's like, no, you d did you just not watch the videos? So that's what I'm curious is, did he really just not do research and he's just like, this is him taking Colleen's word for it? Or did he intentionally misrepresent facts on top of taking Colleen's word for it? I do want to like get into the article to see for myself. But if it does come down to like, we believe allegedly that Colleen actually paid to do something like this, then all of this makes sense, like easily. But if she didn't and he just randomly has this take, then I have many more questions. Oh, that's absolutely not the case. I'll tell you that right now, allegedly. <laughs> but um, one other thing about the author before we read it is Peter Mon did a little bit of a deep dive. Oh period. I love Peter. I watched Adam react to Peter's video, so I didn't get all of it. And I planned on going back later and I didn't. But he basically finds out that this guy graduated college this year. Is he like 12? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like age it. Maybe he's going to college late. But uh, regardless, so the year you graduate college, you're writing. This isn't like a like a little puff piece that no one's going to see. Like this is something that I find it interesting that they would give it to someone as green as him, allegedly. I mean, the only reason I feel like you would do that is because they're willing to take it because they want, they're like willing to have that trade off for like, oh, it's gonna be a weird take, but like, I'm gonna have this Vanity Fair article that I wrote. Yeah. 
Interesting. Maybe he just wanted to stand out and... Oh, you did. Basically, Vanity Fair, I think, needed a fall guy. They needed someone to write it. And they're not going to get their most senior writers to put their reputation on the line. So they're going to get this fresh new one. Yeah, sure. But why the fuck would Vanity Fair even approve this tape? Oh, because Colleen paid. Okay, got it. Allegedly, allegedly. Okay, I keep trying to figure it out. I'm like, money. oh, money. <laughs> got it. So the article is titled, All Aboard... How the Miranda sings, how the Miranda sings Colleen Ballinger scandal went off the rails, which I didn't realize till later is a play on Toxic Gossip Train because train rails. He was proud of that one. He's like, get it? Off the rails? Steamroll over someone's reputation. Everything you need to know about the drama tearing YouTube apart. Ah, uh, is it tearing YouTube apart though? I feel like it's a pretty unanimous consensus around the situation. Would you agree? Yeah. Like, I don't feel like there's a bunch of people gunning for Colleen in this situation. It's not a country divided at this moment. Like, we're all, we're all united. No, on if this anything, front. I feel like it is like her ukulele shit has united yeah. everyone. Yeah. So remember uh, the caption about misinformation and only trusting reliable, trusted sources? Got it. Apparently, to him, that means that like Rolling Stone, Huffington Post, us, any YouTubers covering it, they're not trusted sources, and he is. So keep that in mind. Colleen Ballinger has been a YouTube star for more than a decade, amassing tens of millions of followers, many of whom found her when they were teenagers or even younger. Interesting way to start. What does that mean? Like literally nine? They fell for her potty comedy. Oh my God, I hate the word potty so much. And that just killed me inside. What the fuck is potty comedy? Like poop jokes, which are pretty right up her alley, I feel like. And period jokes. Yeah. <laughs> And specifically, her fictional alter ego, Miranda Sings, a talentless adolescent who delusionally believes she can sing despite the fact she's always off-key. The persona resonated with outcast kids who found her desperate desire for fame to be oh-so-accurately cringe. Such success earned Ballinger a Netflix series, sold-out live shows, and most recently, rapidly intensifying controversy. Late last month, Rolling Stone published a story alleging that Ballinger had engaged in inappropriate behavior with underage fans. The magazine verified screenshots of texts in which Ballinger asked a minor about their virginity status and their favorite sexual position. She also asked them to send pictures of their body. Can we just recap what we've read so far? It's like she had super, super young fans, <laughs> immature humor, and she had these They also do not uh, clarify, at least not yet, and I think that should have been something you did immediately, what her age was at the time of her actions versus the age of the people she was doing this to. But it's also important to note that inappropriate behavior is in quotes. No, it was inappropriate. Like, hello? She's not a groomer. She's just a loser. <laughs> this was just like quirky, fun behavior. <laughs> then it goes on to say, however inappropriate her alleged behavior was, that inappropriate's not in quotes, though. The article clarified that no sexual crime had been committed and no evidence in review even hinted at the possibility that Ballinger had intended to start a sexual relationship with a child. Ballinger did not respond to Rolling Stone's multiple requests for comment, but they um, did have comments from everyone else who included proof. And it's weird that this throws that out there so quick because none of the people involved, none of the victims have tried to claim that. So I guess they're trying to like get it out of the way early, but also it's like- It's bullshit because, okay, she didn't want to start, we don't know, but she didn't want to start a sexual relationship with a child, but she did have inappropriate relationships that had to do with sex with children. That is the key takeaway. It's like, I don't care that she didn't want to start a sexual relationship. Yeah, good. <laughs> I would hope so. But also, like you just said, that's inappropriate regardless. This is trying to write it off. It's like, well, she didn't mean it. To those steeped in the world of, if this is written kind of like the James Charles one, and I just, I'm like, did you guys go to the same school? Which is apparently thesaurus.com. <laughs> to those steeped in the world of YouTube fandom, a chaotic shape-shifting mind meld where allegiances are fortified and swapped by the hour. Are you kidding? Like, what are you writing? Many of these claims were not new. Ballinger had even already responded to some of them. On YouTube, of course. Um, are you referring to her apology, quote unquote, a few years ago where she doesn't really apologize and she basically just blames Adam for everything? I guess that makes sense though because that's what this article does too. Rolling Stone's piece was tame, legally sound, one could argue, <laughs> as opposed to this one, compared to the language and rumors that had been flying around for years. Yet its publication preceded starker allegations against Ballinger getting similarly ushered into the mainstream press. A few days after Rolling Stone went live, Huffington Post issued its own investigative report her fans say she groomed them as teens. In the ensuing weeks, Ballinger would be accused from everything from performing a Beyonce song in blackface. Actually, so this is one of the moments where they mentioned two things, one that's true and one that's not, and then they only address the untrue one. From performing a Beyonce song in blackface, as Miranda sings, to texting a sex worker's nude photo 
photo singular to a minor. So a couple things to unpack there. Really, you're not gonna mention that the sex worker was also her podcast co-host and a huge YouTuber, Trisha yeah, Paytas? That's a little bit relevant here. How are you gonna leave that out? Like, that's not bad research. That's an intentional omission. And it was not facts. a photo, it was multiple photos, and there's proof of that. I'm only noticing now that it says singular photo. I'm like, and videos. Like videos. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, she had watch parties. Like, what do you mean? So not only did they not reach out for a comment from Trisha, but they misframed that whole situation. And then they go on to say, in parentheses, Ballinger's legal team has denied she performed in blackface, saying she was wearing green face paint for a prior cover of a song from Wicked. Doesn't say anything about the sex worker though. Just moves on. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? How are you gonna bring that up and just not address it? Like, that's such a damning accusation too. That, uh, like you said, has been proven with photos and video. Oh, interesting. It says that her tour has been canceled. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, her Sings tour has been canceled. Her career abruptly stalled. When reached for comment, Ballinger's lawyer, when reached for comment, when I was in cahoots with them writing this article, Ballinger's lawyer, allegedly, yeah, Ballinger's lawyer say, replied allegedly, in, allegedly. An email, <laughs> in an email that VF's inquiries were, quote, simply a regurgitation of the baseless and unsubstantiated claims that the other media outlets and individuals on social media have reported previously. Everybody else has come out with facts but you, you brought up the ukulele and everyone else brought out proof. Like, what are you on about? All aboard the toxic gossip train. And I don't think we've mentioned it because we haven't talked about her in a few episodes, but the fact that her lawyer did come out for the whole blackface thing, like anything that they felt like they could actually prove wrong, which is apparently only the blackface thing. Oh, and apparently um, uploading the song to iTunes. Right. But other than that, they have not addressed anything. So another instance of like, that feels more damning than addressing it almost. Yeah. That's insane. So yeah, these unsubstantiated claims. I'm like, you mean text screenshots? How can you even say that at this point? There is no shortage of proof. That's the thing and why I was like, this isn't a lack of research. I just want to know though, like, did he know all of it or did he not bother to research and he just believed whatever he was told? The reality of some of these claims and in turn, the broader narrative around Ballinger remains murky. No, it doesn't. Various allegations remain unverified. By who, you? Because you aren't even mentioning them anyway. Sorry, I'm making a lot of side comments, but it just makes me so mad. Uh, left to endlessly circulate as they fall under that ever expanding umbrella of quote unquote inappropriate behavior. So it's trying to put all of this under like, no, people are just being too sensitive these days. Hey, remember when you opened this article and you said that she asked a minor what his favorite sex position was? Let's go back to that. Yeah, they didn't really circle circle around that for too long. <laughs> they don't seem to for a lot of these points, but you know, interesting choices. In a sense, this is a familiar story for the social media age. Is it? But Ballinger's downfall is unique. She brought teens into an adult world and made it feel like it was theirs. Then saw those fans turn against her. What does that mean? I feel like he, he keeps saying things that he thinks are ways to like make it not that bad and it's making it worse. It's the product of a particular era of YouTube stardom, of a digital persona able to cultivate a feverish and savvy fandom that's been trained to reverse course and maybe seek payback. Payback for what? Do you want to clarify that? Because sure, but I thought she didn't do anything. Oh, and then it says, maybe seek payback with the first spilling of tea. None of this is tea, bro. Get ready. And the next paragraph is where they introduce Adam, who then is the subject of this, the rest of the article. That whole like first spilling of tea is because that's their whole like angle here is that Adam has a drama channel and that he is basically an obsessed like stalker fan that was upset that she ditched him. It's just framing it as like, he's this unhinged crazy fan that has made all this up out of spite. You could be forgiven if you were one of the millions who back in the summer of 2020, allayed some COVID anxiety by diving into the YouTube drama unfolding between Ballinger and her former fan, Adam McIntyre, a then 17-year-old. So, quick little side note. I've mentioned before that I edit for Angelica Oles. She had covered this. So she's in England. So she was time zone, I don't know, it's 10 hours. I don't know. So she had like done her research and filmed her video, but then I didn't edit it until like several hours later. And while I'm editing it, I'm pulling the screenshots so I can include them. And I noticed that the article says that it has been updated. And this is after like Adam and everyone online has basically been attacking Vanity Fair being like, what the fuck is this? So you'd think that it had been updated maybe to like 
include some more factual information or correct some of this. Do you want to know the singular change that they made? Which I noticed because I was like, she was reading the article in her video and I'm like going along with the screenshot and I was like, that's not what it says. The only thing that they cut out of this article was that it said before that former fan Adam McIntyre, a then 17 year old, and it before said, from Brighton, England. Call me crazy, but I mean, even just one quick peek into Adam's YouTube channel, you'd hear his accent and realize that Adam is Irish. I mean, there's certain parts, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's certain parts of like, oh, I'm gonna sound dumb. Don't but defend like the UK. Man. He was no, he was no, incorrect. no. I just mean like, there's some England. people who are English who sound like kind of Irish. You know what I mean? Like, there's influence. And I did think when I first saw that this was the change, I was like, oh, like, isn't he Irish? Like. I guess maybe he could have lived in England and been Irish. Well, I think he does live in Brighton now, doesn't he? I think that's what he mistook it for. Like he's currently, he has like two places. He goes back from Ireland to Brighton. Oh, does he? I believe so, yeah. But he's not from there. Well, and I was watching Adam's stream and Adam, he reacts to it and he's like, one quick Google search would tell you where I was from. Like that's not right. like public misinformation that has been spread. So interesting that one, your change is that, and two, you needed to even make it. Like, did you really do that bad of research that that's where you said he was from when it was so easy to find out that he wasn't? So it doesn't correct it to say he's from Ireland. It just is like, oh, I guess location doesn't matter anymore. Then it says, Ballinger was his idol. Her merch could be seen all over the Irish teenager's bedroom. <laughs> so they okay. inputted the little Irish there. where he recorded his own videos. He was an aspiring influencer himself, making sweet, low-stakes YouTube content about his life. On June 22nd, McIntyre posted a video to his channel titled, Colleen Ballinger, Stop Lying. I already see where this is going. So yeah, they're making him seem like some super fan who just really wanted to be famous. Which like, he was a super fan, but he had a close relationship with her because she cultivated that relationship, not because he was like this crazy stalker. This yeah, but welcome stalker. to the fucking internet. You make three videos on someone and they're like, you are fucking obsessed. It's like, okay, well, period. There's literally a comment um, at one point where he refers to it as like, then he made another video on Bellinger as he does. Like some kind of side <gasps> like jab. And it's like, okay, as an avid Adam McIntyre follower, screw you. Motherfucker posts so much and like 99.999999% of it is not Colleen related. Now he's posting more Colleen content than ever because it's currently like he's working through it in his head and he's going through things pretty much on the daily. But like, he never posted about Colleen. He never talked about Colleen. And the only reason it got brought up again wasn't from Adam. It was because fucking Cody Rance came out with screenshots that showed right. that Colleen mm -hmm. was like colluding with her to spread this whole hate campaign against Adam. And never once is Cody Rance mentioned in this article. And it's like, he didn't just pull this out of his ass. Like, how are you gonna leave that out? That's such important context. Because it really he is. hadn't talked about her in a very long time. In it, McIntyre told several seemingly unrelated stories. One recounted the time that Ballinger sent him lingerie in the mail. To his mother's horror, the lingerie was new and unworn. And Ballinger has since apologized for sending it. Kind of, and then she blamed him and said he begged for it, but sure. Another was intended to debunk the rumor that he was secretly behind some anti-Miranda Singh social media accounts that Ballinger had gotten wind of. A third concerned the fallout of a tweet that Ballinger allowed McIntyre to post as Miranda Sings from the character's Twitter account that led him to never posting on her behalf again. How is that all unrelated? Also, even if they were completely unrelated, like they're just, claims about her, so that relates them, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, unrelated by whose standards? Exactly. same stories about him that relate to Colleen. It's not like he's talking about what he ate for breakfast. Like, I'm literally so confused. So this is referring to, if you're not familiar, which I mean, I, if you're not familiar, I don't know how you're watching this because it's so confusing. But um, he's referring to the Megan Trainer tweet that Adam had basically gotten approved several times. And then before she was supposed to post it, that was when she suddenly relinquished control of her social account to have him post it, which I find coincidental. Then it goes on to say though, and this is so weird that it tries to say this, like this is one of the parts where I'm like, oh my God, how much did they pay you? <laughs> it might sound strange to hear that Ballinger had put a fan in charge of her character's Twitter to begin with. Yes, accurate, but 
That access went in line with her public image. What does that even mean? Did you literally just write like, I know that might sound weird, but it isn't. Oh my God, look at his rationale. Ballinger was closely aligned with her most devoted young viewers. Like, yeah, we know. That's the problem. That is why we are gathered here today, Andrew. It's insane to see how much he's able to miss the point while still identifying it. For her to remove that access as McIntyre experienced felt painful. Did you talk to him? Did he say that in a comment? Oh, wait. No, because you didn't ask for one. And maybe it was because he was a kid whose idol just like scorned him in that way when he should have never been that close to her to begin with. And still actually to your point earlier, which was great thing to point out, they still have not mentioned her age. Yeah, they make it seem like, okay, yeah, her fans were younger. Okay, but she was like, almost 30. <laughs> like that's so unacceptable. And not to go on a tangent, but like I sent you the video earlier that um, Adam had reacted to this on his stream. Someone sent it yeah. to him. It's a fan vlog. We'll insert a clip here. Why is she hanging out with underage fans in her hotel room? Also, she's barely even hanging out with them. It's more Joshua hanging out with them, being like canoodling with them on the couch and being all touchy-feely and like, it's so weird. Something I noticed when I watched that video was like in the beginning, they were so juvenile. Like they were acting like such kids as they should, they're kids. Like literally they were like, hee hee hee, like giggling all around. They literally are joking about Joshua farting. Yeah. and like. Colleen, I think might be similar to the age I am now. Perhaps she might've been older than I was right now. And like the feeling I get when I'm around like giddy teenagers is like extremely uncomfortable because I can't relate to that at all. I don't even know how to interact with them. How on earth did those people just turn into fans going to a show, acting like that, like super fans to then getting that access to hanging out with them multiple days privately in their hotel room. Then you have both Colleen and Joshua having moments where they're like, what are you doing? And they're like filming. <laughs> Like that, like that kind of juvenile, like them acting like super fans in front of them. And they like loved it. Like Colleen and Josh just loved it. That's the thing. It was like, I don't get what this is. Like, I don't think they were like trying to have some like orgy in the hotel no. room. I'm not saying that. Like, it's just so strange. Fucking weird. It honestly is so weird. If you really look at their own behavior, like they seem like teenagers themselves. Well, and, and that's what we not. talked about before, that it's clearly like for her, at least that there was some kind of like emotional stunting. Like why? Cause she spent yeah. so many hours a week talking to like 13, 14, 15 year olds. And we were just like, that doesn't, that's so like, as why would you want to spend your time to her age, that? we can't comprehend it because I would like to assume that we are not emotionally stunted. And like, that isn't something that aligns with our interests because we aren't that age. It feels like emotionally, maybe she does skew younger, which is alarming that she then had the platform to then just like hang out with 13 year olds. Because then at the same time, it's not like, then she has the mind of a 13 year old. She has the mind of a 30 something year old, but the attitude of a 13 year old. So she's like introducing inappropriate topics that like having the password to their group chat be queefing and stuff. Like things like that, these kids didn't even know what that meant. And she was introducing that into their vocabulary and she just so thought weird. it was fine. The tweet in question was seized upon as queer baiting by Marina's fandom. And then in parentheses, it says she came out as a Megan Trainor fan and led to intense backlash. I don't know if I would say intense comparatively speaking. But I know. Then came the YouTube response to McIntyre's YouTube accusation. A classic back and forth. Oh, okay. 
just a, just a classic back and forth. Oh my God. Then right after he says, if the names James Charles and Tati Westbrook mean anything to you, you get the idea. Trying to insinuate that like how Tati kind of like backstepped after she posted it, like that's Adam in this situation. Yeah, but also it's just like, you know, the classic back and forths, the James Charles, the Tati Westbrooks, the Colin Ballinger. Two of those people have done really bad things. Like, what do you mean classic back and forth? Like, this is all so casual. Well, and I feel like it's so just like weird timing after we just read that whole bullshit article defending James Charles. It's like, yeah, Ballinger. 33 at the time. So this is the first time that they're mentioning her age. Ballinger 33 at the time of her response to a teenager. Yeah, so she was over 15 years older than him. Posted a classic apology vlog. What is a classic? Uh, first of all, it's not are a vlog. Are you my dad? Right? Like literally my dad thinks like all videos are vlogs. Like no, that's not what the, <laughs> yeah, vlog. Like that's not what, she didn't vlog it. She was just, she did a video. You could have even said like a standard YouTube apology, but yeah, exactly. That would have been better. She revealed screenshots of Instagram DMs she'd sent to McIntyre and one that McIntyre's mother had purportedly, or pur purportedly? Purportedly? Now you gotta be one shitting me with McIntyre's that one. McIntyre's mother had purportedly sent to her, which seemed to be Ballinger's way of assuring viewers of what really happened, a strategy not unlike McIntyre's. In a DM, she accuses him of going too far, supposedly in response to him. Why is all this like supposedly and like, their screenshots. Supposedly in response to him asking her to imagine her newborn son being taken advantage in the same way he felt he had been. That's not supposedly, that that exists. We saw that. She also elaborated upon the lingerie incident. During a live stream giveaway with her fans, Ballinger explained McIntyre had asked for the article of clothing. Play the clip. According to her, he'd even send photos of himself joking, posing in the underwear to group chats that included Ballinger and her most noted fans. So, oh my God. Um, apparently, Adam had sent pictures of himself wearing the lingerie, but do you know why? Why? Just she asked for them? Because Corey literally goes, wear them like I wore them in the live stream because he had been modeling them like over his clothes. So he had asked him to send the photos. You don't mention Corey here. And also, how are you gonna ca so casually say that she was in these group chats with her fans? Like that is weird. He's making it worse and he doesn't even realize it. I know, I'm like, I know he thinks that he's like skirting around these things, but he's actually calling more attention to them. Ballinger painted a seemingly accurate portrait of the Miranda Sings community. Wait, what? Where? This is such a random sentence. A silly place for kids like McIntyre to belong, looking up to an increasingly famous and powerful public figure. And then in quotes, it literally quotes, toxic gossip train. I'm not a monster, I'm not a groomer, and I do not deserve to die. And it says Ballinger said this in the video, but I wish they would have said she sang it. Via ukulele, yeah, like, Come on, let's paint the whole picture. It's so funny because that last little bit just literally made no sense. Like I'm just talking like verbally, like just like reading it, it makes no fucking sense. You could tell this guy's fighting for his fucking life. So Ballinger painted a seemingly accurate portrait. Where, where? What are you referencing? Like, did she personally tell you that or? It's not funny because obviously this is really painful to Adam to have to like read all this stupid shit that isn't true. And the amount of people that are gonna read this and not know the context, it's just a dangerous thing to put out there. But it does remind me of me in school, like doing a fucking like report on a book I never read. Like word that's count. the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, <laughs> literally trying to read your word count. Yeah, no, that's a super weird statement. I know we were having so much fun reading this, but um, we have to take a quick break for our sponsor. <laughs> Thank you so much to ZocDoc for being in amazing sponsor of this podcast. If you're not familiar, ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online, which is nice because then you don't have to call them. Yes, our favorite part. And you can book appointments with thousands of top rated patient review doctors and specialists. So actual patients have gone to these offices and you get reviews from real people. So you know what you're getting yourself into. And they have like a whole schedule thing on their website. So it's not like, hi, yes, we can see you in three months. It's like, you can see that they have something on Tuesday at nine. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. And finding a new doctor can be really hard. Usually you have to ask everyone around you and be like, do you have anyone that doesn't suck? I just moved, so I'm absolutely going to be using ZocDoc to find some doctors because as we've discussed in the past, I need to see some doctors. So if you want to try out ZocDoc for yourself, you can go to ZocDoc.com DWKT and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you could find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash DWKT, ZocDoc.com com slash dwkt thank you once again to zocdoc for being a wonderful sponsor of this podcast cheers then it goes on to say public opinion or at least youtube fandom <laughs> 
swayed back toward Ballinger, though the pendulum would swing back and forth for years. No, it wouldn't. Literally, you tried to get Adam bullied off the internet through Cody and Rance, work. and you haven't mentioned any of that, and then it didn't work, and he got this drama channel where he started to amass a following of people that didn't even know him through the Colleen stuff. Didn't you know that it's it's that's not allowed? So if you've been involved in internet drama, He's just and then you start, guy. let's say, an internet drama podcast, mm, you don't do that. That's bad, bad, bad. Literally, it's so funny how people are like, oh, so you went through all that to do this. I'm like, yep, no, yep, bro. yep. <laughs> And listen to this. McIntyre established a new YouTube identity as Ballinger's whistleblower, frequently posting new videos and racking up hundreds of thousands of views by commenting on the hypocrisy of her every move. Bullshit. Bullshit. What? That is a lie. He pulls up like his YouTube and he looks and he has something like crazy number of views, like tens of millions of views that he's amassed on his YouTube channel. And he was like, those are not from Colleen. Like if anything, I should be thanking Shane Dawson because it was during his cancellation that I got most of my views. That is such bullshit. Adam has, I mean, I don't know the number that he's uploaded, but it's a lot. He uploads quite often. To say that she, if he was ever even commenting on her every move, I'm sorry, but like besides this crazy shit, who even was talking about Colleen Ballinger? Nobody. Well, and like, I feel like we've even talked like at the beginning of all this, you brought up that you like didn't even realize that Adam was the person that she had sent lingerie to. I watched him for like two years until I figured that out. I was like, oh my God, he's the kid. Literally had no correlation because he never mentions it. Meanwhile, Ballinger continued to work on a YouTube channel that was far from her Miranda Sings satire. Calling vlogs offered wholesome lifestyle content about her kids. McIntyre appeared to seize on this, accusing Ballinger's brother's family, the Ballinger family, who have a family-oriented channel of endangering and exploiting their children online. And then he put in quotes, how creepy I f that I feel I watched them grow up, he said. It's disgusting. His critique gave way to a denunciation of family channels more broadly. Uh, again, lack of research severely because Adam is vastly against family channels in general. Like he is against Ace Family. He gets on their ass. Like he gets on any family channel. He's not like- I mean, I think that's just what it does say eventually. It's saying his denunciation of family channels more broadly. But I think it's also interesting that they mentioned that brother and not any accusations about the other one. For years, this drama was very insular and it probably should have stayed that way. According to who it should have stayed that way. Cause I feel like we all agree that it's good that it's been made public. So she can't do it anymore. But on June 7th, McIntyre posted an anti-Ballinger video as he does every so often. This one was titled, My Relationship with Colleen Ballinger. So this one is referring to one of the recent ones, which again, right. Where's the mention of Cody Rance and the reason he made this video? There was a video before my relationship with Colleen Ballinger that was about Cody Rance. That's so weird that he didn't mention that. I mean, it's not weird. Like, I get why he wouldn't, but like... Why wouldn't he? Because it, then it doesn't make it all on Adam because then it wasn't Adam that brought this back up three years well, later okay, for yeah, no reason. Well, okay, yeah, for his weird-ass motive, but I'm like, as a journalist, why wouldn't you bring... It would be a one-sentence thing of like, because YouTuber Cody Rance recently brought to light blah, 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 Adam responded with this video. But that doesn't fit his narrative of Adam's a stalker. Adam did all this unprovoked. He's just a scorned fan. That would be like, oh no, she manipulated other people and did all this stuff. And then it would just, it would open up Pandora's box and he didn't want to do that. Instead, he says, he had new details, he claimed, describing staying up late with her back when they were close and listening to her talk about her divorce. According to McIntyre, she embroiled him in a hateful campaign against her ex-husband. Then he came to a realization that shocked YouTube. And then in quotes, it says, this woman used me, this woman groomed me. The line set in motion yet another stream of blowback against Ballinger, but this time the word grooming captured the attention of the mainstream press as well. Or maybe the fact that these, like the things that came out were screenshots that showed, like they were the inappropriate text that you showed at the beginning or you talked about at the beginning of this. It wasn't just the word grooming that made this a thing. The substance of Ballinger's alleged grooming has not gone beyond what McIntyre has described in his videos, which has been a lot actually. So I don't know why it's discrediting that is like, it was one comment. <laughs> or what a few other fans alleged after. That's the only part he mentions other people. Oh, and there's one more mention of another former fan in regards to Johnny getting sent Trisha Paytas nudes. Wow, that's insane. But otherwise, yes, that's it. The fact that you're gonna sit there and type that the alleged grooming has not gone beyond what McIntyre described and then say right after, or what a few other fans alleged after. 
That seems like a lot of things that happened. Well, and it's also extremely important because they all corroborate each other's stories. And that is important when we're looking at receipts and like even Johnny's still finding receipts on Twitter and shit. Like this is a long time ago. People don't just save a bunch of shit and prove. So yeah, it is important to bring up the other fans because it all makes everything make sense. Like their stories matter. It has not been interrogated by media outlets reporting on the controversy either. What does that mean? It has not been interrogated by media outlets? What, the claims of her being a groomer haven't been interrogated? What do you, like? I don't know, yeah, I don't know what, what he means by that. Then it says Huffington Post's published allegations of grooming flexibly employ the term in a fashion not unlike how it's weaponized in right-wing circles against LGBTQ plus people. The described behavior does not approach the sexual exploitation or abuse that the actual definition of grooming indicates. This one really set me off because one, how dare you bring in the like bullshit of people saying that the LGBTQ community is grooming children because that I know is a whole narrative in politics right now. How are you gonna bring that up? One, when a lot of the people involved are part of that community and then also, the fact that it goes on to say, the described behavior does not approach the sexual exploitation or abuse that the actual definition of grooming indicates. When you and I look up that definition in the beginning of all this and see that it doesn't refer to just sexual uh, exploitation, it refers to basically the prolonged manipulation of a child by an adult. Like it doesn't give specifics of like, they have to be making them do this. Like, no, it's kind of like an umbrella term that refers to adults taking advantage of children through manipulative tactics. And that's absolutely what Colleen did. And if you wanna like, we've talked about her motive and what is it? We don't know because at first we're like, is it sexual? Then we weren't sure. The point is, and I think what it really comes down to is that she wanted them to do what she wanted them to do. And she did whatever she had to do to get that to happen. Whether it was having them like be her weird friends who like pander to her at her every whim, or I need you to do this, for me and then it turns into things like Johnny working for her and certain like just weird shit. She just wanted them to be at her disposal and she did what she needed they to were. do to get that. Yeah, oh, they absolutely were. For you to paint it as like, well, nobody looked up the definition of grooming. Motherfucker, you have used the most insane words that we had to look up the definition and it was like the third definition down. So don't get to me about definitions here. Speaking of definitions, you would think that it would say when it says the actual definition of grooming in quotes, it has a hyperlink on grooming. So you would think that would go to, you know, the definition of the word grooming. Guess what it links to. It's a random New York Times article that is titled, what does grooming mean in sexual abuse cases? My brain exploded. I was like, you're gonna say the grooming is always sexual, but then linked to an article that is talking about a specific kind of grooming. And even in the secondary headline of that New York Times article, it references like Ghislaine Maxwell. So it's oh trying God. to paint it as being like such an absurd accusation because Colleen wasn't doing that. She was just like in group chats with her fans. Just being I quirky. fucking hate it. Whenever you find someone who defends people like Colleen, it's always the whataboutisms that get me. Like I cannot, well, look at fucking Jeffrey Epstein. It's like, oh my God, dude. Like we could, first of all, they could both be doing shit. It doesn't doesn't mean it has to be on the same playing field for us to like understand that they were both bad. Well, that's, I'm like, just because Ghislaine Maxwell was a groomer doesn't mean that Colleen isn't. Like, you aren't looking at the definition. It's just unreal to me that that's what they linked. The perception of Ballinger as a groomer nonetheless snowballed. Ballinger eventually decided to, what else? Post another video on YouTube. She took out her ukulele to awkwardly sing through her defense, implying the internet seized upon allegation that she's a groomer for entertainment. She said she just wanted her fans to be her friends, admitting that desire was wrong. I'm not a groomer, she said. Just a loser. Just a loser. I'm not a groomer. <laughs> the apology was roundly mocked. Weird, I wonder why. Maybe it's because it was with a fucking ukulele. The apology was roundly mocked, especially on YouTube, where parodies have already gotten millions of views. Soon an old video of Miranda Sings performing single ladies in dark green makeup was unearthed by former fans. To find it, you needed to have a copy of her book with a QR code linking to it. The former fans said that it looked like she'd performed in blackface. Her lawyer sent out a statement explaining the use of the makeup. Headlines were changed, though corrections were not issued. First of all, what are they fucking talking about as if this video was behind some sort of uh, internet wall that nobody could break through. I saw it on Petty Page's Twitter. But that is because she was doing research and reading the books and got it through the QR code. It was unlisted, so you did need a link to get to it, which is why I immediately reacted as, 
why would she link to a video of her doing blackface? Like, self-sabotage much? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, also, when I had seen that and then I saw, like, it was like a day later they issued the statement, my only thought was like, okay, you should have thought that one through. <laughs> well, right? I'm like, also, that's an Adam, I think, has spoken on this too and lots of other people saying, like, Colleen's not stupid. She's a loser, yeah. but she's not stupid. And it's not that she was actually doing blackface because, yes, it was green, but interesting circumstances to have that still on. When you could just wipe it off, it was like three little stripes of Exactly. Green, like. Well, and further than that, though, people have kind of said that that was probably like the the kind of like... The joke. If you read between the lines, that is the joke, yeah. is that like Miranda Sings doesn't realize she's doing blackface, but she basically is. Yeah, that's totally Colleen, though. That's like so up her alley as far as joking Exactly, goes. because like, it's like for the people that get it, they get it, but then for... This is allegedly her thought process. This is not... We're not saying anything is definite but this is a, allegedly what we think she was thinking i know what you're talking about i know for sure <laughs> mcintyre and another former oh this one this is the mention of um this is johnny's entrance mcintyre and another former fan not former employee not um friend basically have also alleged that ballinger sent them nude photos now it says plural that's interesting <laughs> the first mention was just one photo now it's photos from a sex worker posting unverified if troubling text messages as proof. Who do you verify these texts with? Like, how are some DMs and stuff, like the DMs that come from Colleen, those are verified, but then anything coming from Adam isn't. How does one verify a text screenshot? Do they have a forensic analyst look at it, perhaps? No, like, I the just, way that you like, verify it is that when Colleen is having her lawyers comment on any and everything that she could disprove, the things she's not commenting on are verified. Exactly. Thank you. That was back to my point earlier when I'm like, they've only reached out and commented on two things, but it took them a month of other stuff coming out for that to even happen. Racially insensitive comic performances she performed as Miranda Sings that Ballinger later apologized for, so that means they're fine, have roared back on social media, all of this being filtered into the current YouTube content machine, wrongdoing exposed with a relentlessness that could rival the anti-Amber Heard Brigade. That's a wild one. I didn't see that one coming. I love that he doesn't reference any of the actual people involved here, but he does reference James Charles, Todd D. Westbrook, and Amber Heard. Bizarre. After Ballinger posted her ukulele video, McIntyre posted a reaction on Twitch. He was incredulous that Ballinger hadn't apologized to him in private, a reminder, perhaps, that their relationship had reached a turning point years earlier when he sent out a tweet that briefly got Miranda Sings canceled. Back then, a teenage McIntyre perhaps hoped for sympathy, another chance, a way oh back God. into the Ballinger fold. Oh my God. I don't God. think Adam wants back in the Ballinger fold, actually. Like, are you joking? This is like his full circle conclusion of like, well, he was an obsessed stalker fan and he just wanted her approval. The internet is generally too cruel for that. It's judgments too swift. But one can look at the de-evolution of the Miranda Sings empire and see that the longer it drags out, the harder it is to pin down the exact truth. Or I would argue the more obvious because of all of the like factual evidence and screenshots and receipts that we have seen. Justifiable outrage turns to silly memes and headlines and videos. If there's one thing the saga of Colleen Ballinger and her fans has taught us, it's that today's YouTube winner is tomorrow's loser. I am That's the end of the perplexed article. at the moment. That is such a weird ending too, because it's like, I don't disagree that the internet does not add structure or like clear up any water surrounding situations. It doesn't make it linear, I guess, yeah. No, absolutely not. And like, yes, there's gonna be a lot of opinions and it's gonna make everything murky and weird and uncomfortable. But how can you reduce all of this to that? And also, if you wanna talk about it turn into silly memes, blame Colleen for that. She's the one who whipped out the ukulele. No one asked her to do that, believe me. I was gonna say, you can't blame people for that. It was, it was asking to be made fun of. Here's the thing, I don't, obviously, he missed the point a million times. I don't know how I feel about like, is Colleen, did she pay for this? I don't know. Maybe she definitely was in cahoots with this, but it also doesn't make her look great because of how bad it is. I don't know. It's like such a fucking horribly written article that I can't really tell what the motive was behind it. I kind of feel like it's, yes, there are things that don't make her look good, but they don't seem like they're intentional. It seems like he was trying to skirt around one thing that would make her look bad and then inadvertently ran into another thing that would make her look bad, which I mean, in his defense, not hard to do. What is interesting is, yeah, he definitely discounts Adam as a whole, but then he, he almost like holds more weight on like 
her ukulele lyrics than like screenshots we've seen. He's like, well, she said she's not a groomer. She's just a loser. Well, I haven't seen Adam's videos on it, but I do know um, I saw like a little piece of one of them. And I do know that he he's really, I mean, obviously, rightfully so, super upset by this article. I was going to say, I mean, the rage I felt like I can't imagine how he feels. Oh, 100%. And this is not, again, like some people might be like, okay, well, he didn't get it right. Whatever. This is Vanity Fair, dude. Like you have to understand. And we said this in our James Charles episode where we were talking about that article. So many eyes go on this. Like there are editors, then there are chief editors. There are fact checkers whose sole job is to fact check things like this. And the fact that this got through and then you were telling me that like Vanity Fair was deleting tweets and stuff too. They like doubled down on this almost. So basically what happened, and this is just like unbelievable how they react, like the article alone, is hard to believe, but then seeing how they reacted to it is like, what? Like, those are the choices you're making? Really? You really wanna go with that? So apparently, Vanity Fair tweets out, it's the, the last sentence of the article. If there's one thing the saga of Colleen Ballinger and her fans has taught us, it's that today's YouTube winner is tomorrow's loser. So they tweet that out and Adam quote tweets it, with something about the article being defamatory or something. And naturally it gets quite the response and there's like hundreds of people replying to it. There's a bunch of quote tweets. Vanity Fair deletes that tweet and then posts the same one again. They said, mm, let's let's run this back. Let's try it again real quick. Literally multiple times. They were like, okay, here. So we got too much hate on that. People are noticing. So let's delete that one. And then we'll put a few up. So then people will comment on all of them and it'll kind of like disperse the hate and make it not I'm so I'm surprised bad. they didn't block Adam too, honestly. Honestly, same, but that, that probably would have been like more obvious. Cause I don't know if they were even like delusional enough to be thinking that maybe he would just think that the guy deleted his Instagram and not check to make sure he blocked him. But no, he blocked him. So then Adam starts quote tweeting all the other ones and they're different tweets that he's quote tweeting. Like it's just the same article put out different ways. And I even saw Johnny respond to one that they hadn't deleted. He was like, you forgot this one, babe. Which actually back to Johnny for a sec. I think one of the craziest and like most negligent choices made in this article is not mentioning Trisha Paytas. Even if they weren't podcast co-hosts, it would be relevant because they've collabed a bunch of times and she's a huge YouTuber. But reducing her to just a sex worker and not mentioning any other context between her relationship with the internet and with Colleen is absurd. You know what? I feel like there obviously is a lot of evidence that Colleen had something allegedly to do with this article, but that actually might be the most evidence because it's like, I could totally see her being like, hey, I don't want Trisha Paytas's name mentioned in this article because otherwise, like literally I'm racking my brain, why else would he not mention Trisha? Trisha has literally publicly denounced any association she has with Colleen. So this isn't necessarily, it's not like unverified text. It's like, no, the other person involved is like, no, I cut things off and we're not doing our podcast together anymore. How are you not gonna include that? That is interesting. I didn't catch that in the moment. Like I thought it was weird he didn't mention her. That gives me the inkling. I'm like, oh yeah, Colleen probably As if that. It, it's just some random, like she was just sending random porn, which yeah. I mean, that too would not be okay. But the fact that it was Trisha made it so much crazier and they're choosing to omit that fact. Yeah, because the sheer fact that it was someone that she was supposed to be friends with alone is so beyond fathomable. It would make her look too bad to even mention it. Even if it wasn't true, it's like just the, hypothetical that it could be true. You have to dive into like, she was doing this to her podcast co-host that she just started working and with close like friend. a month ago and influencer friend, who she also then had other evidence of her making fun of come out. Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't know how the fuck this made this past fact checks. I have worked with publications before. They want every detail down to how many fucking hairs are on your butthole, like seriously. Like they will, they don't include everything, but they want everything. And I would think that at the very least, if you're mentioning a sex worker, the fact checkers will be like, well, who is the sex worker? Let me verify this, this and that. You're just gonna let him go with not mentioning it's Trisha Paytas. Right. I'm like, wild. again, even if they didn't have a podcast, you're gonna tell me you're like, how many followers does Trisha have? Like 4 million or something? Like you're not gonna mention that? So basically where we're at now, is Adam has alluded to in his streams that a lot of people might not know, but he actually has family 
that are very high profile civil rights attorneys. So basically he had said at one point uh, on Twitter that Vanity Fair, you have 24 hours to like reach out to me for comment so I can correct some of these claims or I don't know, I don't think he like threatened, the, it wasn't like an or else, but like implying that like something else, like he would pursue some legal action possibly. And guess who didn't respond? And guess who blocked him? Like that was the response to his saying that. Oh, the, the author blocked him after he said you have 24 hours to respond to me or I get, believe so. comment? Oh, wow. That's fucked. Yeah, I think that this author absolutely should have known the territory that he was going into when he decided to take this on. Because clearly, either he didn't or he was willing to take that paycheck and just call it a day. Or just, like, willing to write anything that Vanity Fair needed him to write so that he could write for Vanity Fair. And that's why I keep going back to, I'm like, did he not research or did he and chose to not include it? Like, I mean, neither is okay, but I'm just like, I don't understand how you come up with this. The thing is that you can't even really cover this newest situation with Colleen without knowing Adam's take on things because he, and obviously Cody Rance was the one who made him do it, but like he came out with a lot of things just recently and that's what made everything like bubble over. So if you're not looking at what Adam said, then you're literally just like closing your eyes and being like, what? I don't see it. I don't see it. Like you don't, you're choosing not to understand. And there's more receipts now than there ever has been. I was going to say, and he's acting like there's no proof and it's all unverified, but it's all screenshots and that her lawyers haven't denounced. Yeah, honestly, if there's anything I've learned from the internet, it's like you could literally peel someone's eyes open with clothespins and like force them to watch a video. And like some people will genuinely be looking at the same thing you're looking at and they will not fucking understand like at all. And I I get that, but if you're a journalist for Vanity Fair, yeah, I feel yeah. like that shouldn't be the case. Oh, like, I know, oh I know. God. He's like, uh, what's crazy is that he is like that 0.0001% of Colleen support commenters that I'm like, oh, interesting. Why, what are you, what, Ariana, like, what are how you did doing you get here? here? But he's writing for Vanity Fair, so it's so unhinged. Like the whole thing, it's like, oh. But yeah, so that's basically where we're at. Oh, and then as I said, Adam has the civil rights attorneys in his family. So he has definitely alluded that after the 24 hour like window he gave them and how they responded, AKA not responding and deleting tweets and blocking him. He didn't say this out loud, but he's allegedly, we are guessing from what he said, he is going to be pursuing legal action, which he has a case for sure. I'm no lawyer, so I don't know, but. Honestly though, I mean, it's unfortunate because it's just the way that it's kind of been built, but the entertainment industry and tabloids and stuff do get away with so much. I mean, you have people at the levels of Kim Kardashian and some of the biggest celebrities in the world who have to constantly deal with publications like Vanity Fair and any other ones who are purposefully lying to sensationalize their life and all these things. And a lot of them are hurtful lies about their families and their, you know, certain things just to get clicks. And yes, there are cases where celebrities have won against publications, but it's not super common. And honestly, I, it's not that I don't hope that like Adam gets whatever justice he feels he needs like for closure on this. But unfortunately, I just don't see it as super likely. Again, I'm, I'm not a lawyer either, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, power to him and I wish him the, the best. The only thing I would say to that is that, because I think in general for cases like defamation, where it is like very hard to prove that in court, it definitely depends on one, if you have the money to fight it, two, if you have the, like, if you have good lawyers to fight it. And I think, yes, celebrities do have both of those, but also as a celebrity, you're kind of in a constant state of battling stuff like that. So like, how do you really choose what to, like Kim Kardashian isn't gonna go to court over every single false claim that's made about her, you know? No, I agree. But also the main defamation criteria, which is what literally is the reason most people cannot win is they have to prove damages. And Adam would have to prove that this is financially affecting him and he's at a loss because of this article. I don't think he'd have to prove that it's financially a loss. I think you could argue that it's a reputation thing. Again, I don't know what route he he's going to go in and I wish him the best, like whatever he wants to do, we support him. I'm just trying to like think about it in my head because I know it's so fucking hard to prove and publications have so much money, number one. And number two, they're just, they get away with this shit all the time. And it's not right, but it's just, I don't know. I think that pretty much covers where we have 
landed for now. And I know, again, that we said we weren't going to talk about Colleen. It's just this was... It feels like an important update. Yeah, and it happened at a time where everything was just starting to die down. And then Vanity Fair is like, hello. Like, it just was like such a weird fucking... Well, Adam mentions that it's kind of like they're using this article as a distraction. So now everyone's talking about Vanity Fair and not necessarily talking about the grooming. But like, guess what? We can do both. But people weren't even... I mean, it's not that people weren't talking about the grooming, but it's like we've all talked about it and we're waiting for updates or something now this was the update so if this was colleen's attempt at getting people to stop talking the backfired but yeah so i think that's it for now i would say we're not going to make another colleen video but like i feel like if there is any substantial update like this for example we'll do another video but in terms of topics though um i know a lot of people suggest we talk about ariana grande's divorce which i i don't know if i like i just don't really have that much interest. I just found out in... she was even getting divorced yesterday. I had no idea. That's the thing. I was like, who was she married to? I Like, why Dalton? are we talking about it? I guess, I don't think it's that uh, newsworthy. I think we should probably leave her alone. But um, there was one other thing that has come up a few times in the last few weeks uh, for a suggestion. Okay. Do you want to take any guesses? Me look at your screen. I'm like, <laughs> is it one of those? No, I don't know. I have no clue. No, 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 no. Fuck you. No, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. I have been sent this enough times. I'm almost blocking all you motherfuckers on Twitter. Out of here with this shit. <laughs> you guys. Oh my God. The amount of people that have commented on my Twitter. I think even on my Instagram, I've gotten DMs being like, did you see the island voice? Literally same. And I'm like, Oh my God, stop sending this to me. I don't want to Okay, the see fact it. that it's and just replaying on this screen too. I'm literally like, I wish we had an HR department. Like oh. literally. <laughs> You're bending the rules now, sensitivity sister. sensitivity training? <laughs> um, oh my God, it's a video that we just had on screen for a minute. I'm sorry, but like you guys keep sending it to us. So we're subjecting it to you too. It's literally the Island Boys known twins and siblings and well twins are siblings usually um (laughs) they have not just leaned into they have fallen face first into their whole little incest shtick we had previously unfortunately talked about their posing together for their only fans like holding their little weens to like side by side and we're like that's weird like holding your dick next to your brother and we also saw their four-way kiss but there was two girls at least sort right. of yeah we I were like that's disgusting but we did note that in that video of the four-way kiss quote unquote they were a little bit disinterested in the women and we're going straight for each other there's basically a hat well should we play it again no um. no oh my god we're gonna literally like get people are gonna unsubscribe they're like i can't take this anymore basically there's a hat kind of blocking them and then they remove the hat and it's like you expect to see a four-way kiss and in reality it's kind of like them making out and then the two girls just trying to get in all the time. and we're like okay that's weird but maybe they their eyes were closed and they didn't know but literally now a video has come out where they have dove for, face first into incest content and they are just them two making out but also it's so uncomfortable because you can tell in the video like they don't look like they want to like right? it looks like someone has a gun pointed at them off camera it, okay that, like, I was okay. picking that up too they do not look interested it's so obvious that they're just playing into it because people will watch it and like they don't want to and it's just like what are you doing yeah and you look at their fucking tweet replies and yes there are people who are like literally gonna burn my eyes like this is disgusting but there are a lot of people who are super into it i have to ask though like are they or are they just like doing it to troll them kind of i don't know i scrolled down i saw some guy showing his wiener and saying like i want you guys and like it was his wiener (laughs) how could that be a troll that's an elaborate troll if i've ever seen one and they're not even making out they're like they look like disgusted by each other honestly but they are kissing nonetheless and i'm sorry for giving you that update lily blame her Blame her, not me. I didn't do anything. You thought it was, you laughed a little bit though. Honestly, I was horrified when I saw you type in Island Boys. I was like, no. Oh my God. I thought we needed just like a a slightly lighter note to end on than um, Andrew Quintana's shitty article. Anyway, well, that's all we've got for you today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I'm like at a loss for words. Yeah, we have have nothing left to say. I'm sorry. After that, Um, no, we certainly don't. Thank you guys so much for watching. We love you. We appreciate you if you made it to the end. Thank you. And we will see you on Friday. Bye. Bye.